0: Hello everyone and a very warm welcome to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Coming up in this episode. Like most employers, you almost certainly use probation periods as a good way to assess a new hire's performance and conduct. At the end of that period, you'll either confirm their job role, extend the probation period or sack them. But did you know that there are dangers associated with extending probation? What are they and how can you manage them? Keep listening and we'll explain all that you need to know. And please don't forget to visit indicator-flm.co.uk to download our series of free mini-guides to tax and HR. There's no obligation whatsoever.
1: You're listening to Tips and Advice for Business, the weekly podcast that trawls through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized advice and realistic solutions to everyday challenges. And all this in just a few short minutes, because we know that your time is precious. The Tips and Advice for Business podcast is freely available on all the usual platforms such as Spotify, Apple, Amazon and Deezer and is brought to you by those ever so nice people at Indicator FL Memo. For supporting information, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk. Your host today is Duncan Callow, solicitor and
0: publisher. So what are the dangers of extending probation period? Well, like most employers, you almost certainly use probation as a good way to assess a new employee's performance and conduct. At the end of the period that you set, you'll either confirm their job role, extend the probation period, or get rid of them. But there are dangers associated with extending probation. What are they and how can you best manage them? Well, although frequently used, a probation period is an optional trial that allows you to assess a new hire's suitability for a job role. You can also link contractual entitlements and certain benefits to the successful completion of a probation period. For example, the right to receive contractual sick pay instead of just statutory sick pay could kick in only after probation has ended, i.e. it's not a contractual entitlement from day one. Now, you've got three options with probation. Most employees who are subject to a probation period will turn out to be entirely satisfactory, but some won't. So what do you do at the end of that probation period? Well, here are the three options. Firstly, you can confirm employment because you're satisfied with performance and conduct. Secondly, you can extend the probation period to allow further time for improvement because you have some concerns about performance or conduct. Or well, finally, you can dismiss because performance or conduct has been unsatisfactory and you don't believe there will be a sufficient improvement. Now, the dismissal process that you have to follow is a story for another day, but they are the three options that are open to you. Now, where you decide to extend a probation period, there are some dangers that you need to be aware of. The first is that you should only extend where you've reserved the specific right to do so. If there's no such provision in either the job offer letter or the employment contract, and your new hire won't otherwise agree to a probation period extension, why would they? You'll be in breach of contract. The second risk is that your new hire may perceive the extension of the probation period to be some form of punishment. This could trigger resentment, especially if they feel they've done their best, and it may become problematic down the line if their role is subsequently confirmed. What can you do about this? Well, to avoid it, you should make it clear that the extension isn't a punishment or a disciplinary sanction. Also, set out in writing your expectations. In other words, why they've not been met thus far and what the new hire must do to meet them to your satisfaction moving forward. It's worthwhile being really honest here and spelling out in clear term what's required. For example, improve timekeeping or specify what production targets need to be reached. Now, the probation period should only be extended where you have solid reasons to do so. If you don't, a new hire may well have grounds for a tribunal claim, and obviously you want to avoid those like the plague. For example, if you extend it due to a couple of insignificant niggles about their performance, they could accuse you of discrimination for which there's no qualifying service requirement In other words, it's a day one right. Equally, if you extend probation due to unsatisfactory attendance, but absences are linked to the new hire's disability, then they're also likely to have a discrimination claim. The same is true if they appear to have been singled out for having a protected characteristic such as age. So do tread very carefully here only extend a new hire's probation period if it's absolutely necessary and there's likely to be a satisfactory improvement during the time that you specify. If this clearly won't happen or the new hire is miles away from your expectations, then dismissal may well be the better option. Just make sure you follow the correct procedures and pay them their contractual dues. How long should you extend the probation period for? Well, generally, probation, uh, as a matter of fact, shouldn't be more than six months in total. So if the initial three-month period uh, has expired, we'd recommend that you only extend the period for a further three months maximum. So in summary, if you haven't specifically reserved the right to extend probation, you will be potentially in breach of contract. But even if you have this right, you may stir up resentment or encourage a tribunal claim such as for bullying or discrimination. So our advice is to only extend a probation period if it's absolutely necessary and there's likely to be satisfactory improvement during that time and keep the period as short as possible. If not, dismissal seems inevitable. Anyway, we hope you found this advice about probation periods and the hidden dangers of extending them helpful. But can you believe it? We've reached the end of another episode of the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. But don't worry, we'll be back again very soon with even more incisive advice that you can apply to your business on a daily basis. But for now, thank you for sharing your time with us and goodbye.
1: You've been listening to the Tips and Advice for Business podcast. Every week, we trawl through the latest business news, legislation and case law, distilling often complex legal and tax requirements into bite-sized tips, advice and solutions. For more information about our products and services, please visit indicator-flm.co.uk